Hey everybody, it's Mendo. And I'm Katie. And we're taking a break to talk about culture, family, and what we believe God is doing in this world. Welcome to Intermission with Mendo. Today our focus in this episode is to kind of use a part of our story where we took one of the bigger risks in our life. And stepped out of our safe and comfy. Mundane. It wasn't mundane necessarily. Well, I guess it was. (laughs) (laughs) Our bubble. And we took the biggest, one of the bigger risks in our life. And because we were following our dreams and we still are. And, and, uh, because we knew it was the first step to kind of get to where we felt like God was calling us to. Yeah. So we want to inspire you to step out of your mundane bubble and, to, and dream big. Yeah, and to, and to start stepping into what what God's calling you to next. I remember when Jonathan, you looked at me because we were kind of in a great job, in a great place. We love you, Gateway Church. Um, you were working there. And honestly, you could have retired there. Just a great place to work. Yeah, it's a fantastic um, place. But God, God had different things for us. And, and mm-hmm. you were starting to feel that stirring in your heart. And it was kind of getting obvious when you would literally come home from work. We had twin toddlers mm-hmm. and our daughter, who was a little bit older than that. And at that point, and you would work all day, supposed to be nine to five, but it would be more like nine to six forty-five <laughs> or mm-hmm. something like that. And you would come home from work and spend time with the kids, spend a little bit t- of time with me, mm-hmm. and then you would work again on your freelance stuff. And yeah. it came to a point, and that that went on for years. For seven years, I would work nine to five at different places. Right, because at first it was at CFNI, and then it was the lastly at Gateway, mm-hmm. where it would be nine to five or nine to whenever I would leave the office, six thirty or whatever, and then playtime, family time, hang out with you until ten, because you were Some crashed nights, by nine thirty. <laughs> no, not not all the time. And honestly, that was hard. That was a hard part of our marriage too. Is is there were many nights of those, you know, of those years where you would help me put the twins to bed and then you would go work. Um, and we wouldn't get time. Mm -hmm. You worked a lot. You had, and that's what I'm saying is it came to a point for both of us where you were beyond exhausted because you had your job, which was an amazing job, but then you also had all the stresses of other jobs like freelance jobs. But it wasn't terrible. No, no, it was amazing. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, yeah, you're it right. It sounds like I was like <laughs> You were you're struggling? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that it I wasn't It was actually quite the opposite. God's hand of favor is like so heavily on my husband and I'm so thankful for it. And we're just like, "Lord, how do we <laughs> How do we stay in that place?" Um and seeing the growth throughout the years, I mean, from picking like or trying to get any job you we could get, like anything that would come into the inbox, we'd be like, yes, we'll take it, you know, no matter what the budget was and stuff. And um, all the way up and, you know, 
and then seeing like you stay faithful. I mean, it could have been like a low budget or no budget gig, but you literally just work so hard and in so much detail with so much excellence. So therefore you have been blessed in your work and you have had favor in your work. But I, I believe that, yes, that's God's hand, but it's also you like partnering with him mm-hmm. and you working really, really hard. Anyway, so it came to a point for us. It came to a head where it was like very much so. It We, I mean, after seven years, it was the realization of like, I can't, we cannot keep doing both. Like we can't right. do the full-time thing at plus. Full-time. It became, your freelance full-time became full-time, full-time like right. to the extreme. And yeah. And so you came to the, the, the you know, you, I feel like one way for you to, kind of come to the decision there were little confirmations along the way in that Mm -hmm. few month time span where we were really considering it was you just said like I don't want to make video announcements for the rest of your life like you don't God had more for you well it wasn't just I mean it wasn't just that it was it was a lot of I wanted to keep on doing the work and I at I was only doing the work at home that's in true. the office, I was doing the meetings and meet and talking about talking about what we were going to do. You were managing the but team. I wasn't the one doing it anymore. Yeah. And so the parts where I got to do it was out. And, and I think, you know, via conversations with my boss and all that stuff, they were happy to accommodate like whatever would lead to, you know, me feeling fulfilled and all that sort of thing. But I think ultimately... It was me know, additionally knowing like I have done what I came to do, essentially. Like yeah. this the season as sweet as it's been, this is the end. Yeah, you yeah. You definitely felt it and I felt it and we had a couple little confirmations along the way. Mm-hmm. Um we felt the divergence too of like the alignment of like the visions from the standpoint of like what we came there to do and how even things were changing at the church and going, Hey, if this is what the future holds, I don't know that that we're a part of it in this way at this time sort of thing. And so it was a great transition. Like it was amazing. And, and it wasn't, man, we can do like a whole series on this. Maybe we'll write a book about it one day, but it was scary. It was scary. Mm-hmm. We were a family of five, you know, and and leaving the insurance and the benefits and the, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. All were, the security. It was huge. <laughs> and, and, you know, the only logical explanation to me was putting God first in in like trusting him. And, and partnering with him and listening to like yeah what he's saying for our life mm-hmm. you know he puts he puts desires in our heart he puts de- he put desires in your heart and a lot of times in the busyness of life we sh- shove them down or mm-hmm. you know put, put them, them on the shelf later. yeah and then they never happen mm-hmm. whatever is burning in your heart whatever 
you know, you may have forgotten desires or things like we just want to break people out of the mundane in any capacity. I mm-hmm. don't want to be, in, I want to be broken out of any mundane that I live in. Like it's, it's just so easy. Yes. Like we, we find we're creatures that find comfort in repetition and in it feels safe. It feels comfortable. Security. It feels, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, but it's there's not. also, I think that there's a fine line between security and complacency. And I feel like from security, Mm -hmm. like it can be very easy to dip into like that complacency, like, Mm -hmm. hmm, things are really comfortable and I'm good here. Yeah. And I think you, I think you really lose the like pioneering spirit that like, I think of like our parents that came over from Mexico, like they have, they had simple jobs, like, or even my dad, he's been at the same company because the goal wasn't to come here and like be whatever the goal was almost to pass the baton sort of thing. You know what I mean? And so for yeah, it was generational. It was always very like, I'm going to uh, like intentional and generational. Your dad made decisions mm-hmm. not only for himself, but for you guys. Right. I think it's great for a season, but yeah. then I think there are seasons where we're called to step out sort of thing. And so I want to read the scripture real quick. It's Psalms 32, eight and nine. This is the passion translation. It says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you have not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. And so there's like this, like he's, he's drawing us out of, like you said, the mundane. He's, he, he wants to take us to places we've never been before. Mm -hmm. I love where he says, just come with me. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is such an invite, such a beautiful invitation of, just come, like, come with me, follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it, it's important and it's beautiful. And it's like another version says, um, he surrounds us with songs of victory and he guides us along the best pathway for our life. And I'm like, I was thinking about that today when we were talking about this scripture earlier and just like, what does that even look like? Like my God, my savior is surrounding me with songs of victory. Mm-hmm. And yet there are times where I literally am surrounded with defeat or mm-hmm. discouragement mm-hmm. or, and so, and it's like, it's not his fault that I can't hear his songs over me, his songs of victory. It's my own you know, repetition and, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And, and so just like really like, I I feel like going back to our story where we decided to leave the secure job, amazing job and branch out. We had to take that step. We had to say, okay, we are going to just come with you, Lord. We believe that this is the best pathway for our life and Mm -hmm. we're going to follow. Like people just get so stuck and they say, you know, I'm waiting on God. Honestly, here's an example. You know, I I know that I'm going to write 
books one day. I have one or two already started. It could be very easy for me to say, well, I'm just waiting on God to open the door. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be, but that's not the case at all. Yeah. It's God is waiting on me to take my pen or, you know, open up, open up the file on the computer and, and continue and continue mm-hmm. what I'm working on. He like what door. And then as I do that and as I offer that up to him, he will make a way. He guides us along the best pathways. He opens doors for us that no man can shut until I start doing what I'm supposed to be doing in, in writing. I'm not waiting on God's will, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there's that one quote that says chance favors the prepared mind and opportunity favors the bold. Like, wait, I need to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Chance favors the prepared mind. Yes. Oh, and yes. opportunity favors the bold. Like good. It, uh, a, a season of waiting or whatever you want to even call that. I mean, it's just like a bunch of Christianese for like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. And I don't feel, feel like it's clear what the Lord has told me to do and where he's told me to go next or whatever that may be. Or even however you want to define that. I think it's not an excuse to be building something, to be building something inside of yourself, to be preparing for the next season, for you to be ready. I mean, look at the, look at the parable of the talents. You know what I mean? Like they, they were given, they were given something to steward and they waited. But the one that found favor was the one who took what they were given. And in the time when the master was away, they took that and they turned it into something more. Yeah. And so I, I think... A lot of times it's almost like in an effort to avoid the responsibility of our lives, we, we can sneak into the, I'm, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting for something to happen Mm -hmm. as opposed to taking steps. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting, just getting after it. Right. And not letting anything be an excuse, which Jonathan has really helped me in that area. Um, I, I never really knew how to dream. And so this is kind of a whole new world for me. Jonathan's always dreaming. He's that's like easy peasy stuff for him. Just, you know, it's common that I have, you know, that I hear a new idea, which I love because it inspires me who is like, uh, uh, just, it just doesn't come as easy to me. And so, but between us together, we can really like. We can dream big and we can encourage each other. The beautiful thing about a relationship is that you can really challenge each other. Mm -hmm. Challenge each other to dream bigger. And you know what? This isn't big enough. And, you know, even for something like a book, you don't have to wait for an opportunity Mm -mm. for a publisher to go, hey, do this thing. You can self-publish and get yeah. the do- like someone close to me is doing that right yeah. now and I was just talking to him and saying you know we're doing that he was saying like we are doing this as an offering to God mm. like this is something that has been on my heart and we're doing it yeah and yeah I mean and I think you can't really it's one of those things that I mean I have the scripture pulled up next but I think 
it it's right in line with this. It, it says, make no mistake about it. God will never be mocked for what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. Mm-hmm. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant corrupt seed of self-life into the natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant good seed of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting spirit, from the everlasting life of the spirit. So like if you're literally planting, like, like planting season and harvest season will always come and go like every year it's going to happen. I mean, this is talking about like farming, right? But it's going to happen. The seasons are going to come and they're going to go. And if you are not planting, you are not harvesting. Right. <laughs> That's so good. It is good. So like, you know, you think about the people in your world and the situations in their life. You can only wonder, like, what have you been planting? You mm-hmm. know, the person in your life who's constantly on the struggle bus, like. The struggle bus. <laughs> is that not no, a thing true. anymore? Do no, people I mean, not I don't say know. that? I've never heard of it. But really? I love it. No, yeah. I've heard of it. No, I mean, it's true. Like if you're if you're living your life full of stress and full of, you know, all these negative, terrible things that you're having to deal with, like what have you been planting? Mm-hmm. It's so simple. I feel like people complicate their lives and all this stuff so much. It's like such a great reminder, like even to do an internal assessment into my own life. What are the things that I've been struggling with this month? And then figuring out what I'm doing to plant the good seed into that soil of my life. Yeah. I mean, and even if we switch up the translation, like here, here's like uh, just another perspective of it, I guess. This is New Living Translation. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. Man, so good. So I think, I mean, it's just very like black and white. It's not like. And it's meant to be. Complicated. It's meant to be encouraging. And so that's the thing. Like that's what scripture is. If it pricks you a little bit, let's course correct if we have to. Mm -hmm. And let's do better. Let's plant. Let's. You know, we've been very intentional in the things we've been plant, um, planting mm-hmm. during COVID. Mm-hmm. Like the moment we found out we were doing this lockdown, we were like, okay, what can we do? What can we do for the kingdom? What moves can we make? And we've been doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it, yes, for the Lord, like always, obviously for him, everything is for him. But like intentionally, because his word promises when we plant, he's going to send the rain. Mm-hmm. What are we going to harvest? Yeah. Psalm 144, one through two. Yeah. But can you read that one? I'm sure. I don't remember what all it says that one. Psalm 144, one through two. Praise the Lord who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives my fingers skill for battle. He is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He makes the nations submit to me. Dang. That's like super powerful. It's so, 
um, specific. How so? And he gives my fingers skill for battle. Like he, he, the thing he put on your heart, I love recently I heard, um, I think it was Stephen Furtick say it. And I mean, I grew up saying Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And like 95, 99% of my life, you know, I thought it was delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the things that are on your heart. Like I'm desiring, um, a pool. So he's going to give me a pool because you delight yourself because I'm delighting myself in the Lord. It's transactional. And then I heard Stephen Furtick's message. And when he said that thing, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so selfish. (laughs) Um, it's basically delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires to have. Like as you delight yourself in, in the Lord, the scripture says, um, he'll give you the desires of your heart, meaning he'll, he'll give you, the desires in your like the desires in your heart is because you're delighting yourself in the Lord. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> I think it's all about word emphasis. Yeah, it is. And it's the things that are in your heart. If you're pursuing Jesus, it's not some random happenstance that they're in there it's because god put them in there for you yeah i think it's been a pretty resounding like truth in our lives when we've come to a crossroads and we need to make a decision i think it's become clearer and clearer that god does not complicate things he wants us to succeed he's our present help he's he's he is everything he is a the best, um, advocate, the -hmm. Holy spirit. That's who he is. That's his, that's the meaning of who he is, is he is our advocate. He is the one who's like pulling us in that direction saying, come, come Mm -hmm. follow. What does the scripture say? Just come with me. Yeah. I just kept hearing the Lord just say, like, I feel like two people to his people, you are an influencer you. And this is going to, I wrote this down. You're a culture setter. And I I was like laughing when I wrote that down initially because I don't necessarily say that ever like Mm -hmm. in a sentence. But I just feel like the Lord is saying that to to his people. Mm -hmm. Like we have the ability to create culture around us. What what does that look like? And and no matter what you do and what's on your heart, like we want to pull pull it out, pull the mundane right out and exchange it for creativity and wisdom. And he gives our fingers skill for battle. And to me, that's just the details that he's in. Mm -hmm. And so he will give us everything we need to succeed. Mm -hmm. We just have to take that step first. You can do it. We believe in you. The Mendos believe in you. We do. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's what we're literally, like, trying to do. I mean, we're trying to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. We're trying to start things and do things. And really, we're trying to make the opportunities. How can God use you to do something if he has does not have the opportunity to use you to do something? You know what I mean? How can... How can we do something, even with this little podcast, 
Like if we're not going, hey, we're willing to put in the work. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. We have to give him something. We have to give him something to fill Mm. and Mm -hmm. to use. So let's give let's give the people some practical stuff. Like, let me pose the question to you. If you're at that point, what is something you can practically do to help transition and pivot you out of that? Make a list of goals. You know, whether you're a list maker or not, I think that um, writing things down, the Bible says, make your vision plain, like write it down. Sometimes it's good to just brain dump. You know, you, you can have gone through COVID and all the days in lockdown or whatever. And you, you know, throughout it, you're like, oh, this would be cool. This would be cool. And then you, you know, day one of back to work or out of the house and you're like, huh, what did I, what did I say last month? What did I thought so was It's cool? a little bit of like, for me, like when I get out of, when I get out of the shower and I'll tell you an idea that I was like thinking in the shower was like an amazing <laughs> idea. And then it'll come out of my mouth and I'll be like, that's a dumb idea. (laughs) Yeah, but you're saying it. You're like. I think there, I think there is bold, like it takes some boldness to go, here's this crazy idea. I'm actually going to like put it out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That I want to do this thing. Like I'm going to put it into the physical space Mm -hmm. as opposed to just this thing that was rattling, rattling around in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. The beginning of this year, I set a goal and this is like a common goal, I feel like, but I set a goal that I'm going to read a book a month, which I don't think is a big lofty goal. I know people read like multiple books in a month, but for me and my lifestyle, I read the Bible. That's, that's like the book I read a lot. And so anything above that is work for me because of our, the way we live our lives. And so to finish a book, Mm -hmm. um, from start to finish. And, um, I have, and I'm writing down my books like that I read. And so it's keeping me accountable because Mm. I'm, I'm thinking, I think I had a, my, my book for May, I'm ahead a little bit, but my book for May that I was going to also read, um, I ordered it on Amazon and it's not here yet. We need to track it. I think we may have had a porch pirate, but I hope (laughs) they enjoy the book. Yeah. It's a book that will change their life if they did steal it. But just like the accountability of when you write something down, Mm -hmm. it isn't just a thought in your head. Mm -hmm. It's, oh my gosh, like there's just a level of accountability there. Um, Talk to somebody about it um, Mm -hmm. or take a step toward it. Like if you want to sell something, Mm -hmm. there are things that Jonathan in the business is like working on and he he's doing it actively and like, like it's, products you mean like yeah. if you want to sell a product yeah if you want to sell a product create, or make something and yeah get it out into the world yeah then like you have to like just start yeah <laughs> um which is i don't know if that's what you were going for but yeah. just like i think for me yeah i mean even with this thing it was like i know the way that i work and i that's the way I am. I have to just start. I have to buy the domain or mm-hmm. I have to like for this podcast, I had to get the equipment because I knew staring at this, <laughs> at these microphones and like, like having the things there gave me no excuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, as you start to do things, it yeah. removes the excuses. Yeah. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And not that any technology is like you like technology in general can be an excuse because most anything you can do on your phone. Yeah. And so, but I think for me, that's one of the things that I have to do. I have to, I have to start mm-hmm. whether it, like I said, it's a, the, the domain or sharing the thought with a friend or purchase or, or like putting my money where my mouth is and mm-hmm. moving forward with some of it. Yeah. And God just honors that. Like God takes so much pleasure in that when he sees us taking initiative when i see my children take initiative and not wait on me to whatever get water that they know how to get you know when i see them taking initiative and saying i'm gonna do this thing like i want to bless them Mm -hmm. i want to help them um and then the last thing i would say um maybe for the sake of time, I don't know. But for the last thing I would say is if you have something, this is a spiritual principle and we read about it. I would say give, give something away in the vein that you want to like start something Mm -hmm. like you just did it. Um, You know, you want to work on selling products and Mm -hmm. the whole like stream of like teachings and things like that you want to do that but the very first thing and you didn't I don't even think he did this intentionally but the very first thing was I'm gonna make something and I'm gonna bless the church oh it was mad intentional it was hands down intentional I and that's actually I was hoping that you would say that as the last as the third point because whether you're a believer or not there I as believers we believe in the principle of first and what that means is your first fruits, the things, essentially, <laughs> those things that would judge your success, like in a new venture, like giving that as a gift to the Lord to for him to use. Like, what does that look like? For It can look like a thousand different things. The most recent example is I want to start making products like for me at least for for the church at large i'm i'm interested in seeing like new wave creativity coming through the church coming from the church and so in order to do that what that looked like for me to give the first fruits was i created a a product called service support it is basically just like animation stuff for what I was branding it as live streaming stuff and all that, like essentially like COVID stuff to help people there um, with putting their services online. So we gave that product away for free. You can go download it and use it. No strings attached, anything like that. That was me going, hey, we're going to do this thing. We're going to launch the site. We're going to go in all about it. But this is for the church. So, yeah, just to recap those practical steps. Number one. Write down the goals, vision, dreams. Yeah. Number two would be to start. Yeah, do something. To start, to do something. Like I said, whether it's to buy the domain or... To, to put the ideas down on paper and Create share it with a Instagram friend. your Instagram account for yeah. it. Yeah, or... to start, to do something that would hold you accountable to it. Mm-hmm. And then the three, what, what in our experience has been paramount is 
essentially giving those first fruits to the Lord. If you're a believer, if you're not a believer, you're this far into the podcast, please slide into our DMs or shoot us an email uh, if you'd like to have further conversation about that. But you were made for more than the thing you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. More. Yeah, your story's not over. Your journey's not done. You're the... You have to believe the best is just around the corner. Yep. Even if it's a promotion in your business and your job that you work, um, what can you do proactively to do that thing? Mm-hmm. And so um, anyway, that's <laughs> a whole lot of. If this is a long one, thank you for sticking <laughs> through with us. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're. We are here for you. So if you have questions and thoughts, feelings, ideas, anything that you want to throw out towards us, like I said, slide into the DMs. At the Mendos. At the Mendos. On Instagram. Or shoot us over an email on the contact page at themendos.com. That sounds like a firm close to me. (laughs) Me too. Now it's time for that part of the show where we pitch over to a little interview that we did with one of our kids to just get a kid perspective. (laughs) So this is Justice. I have the amazing, brave, strong Justice Ray on with us tonight. Thank you, Mom. Are you super excited because you're drinking chocolate milk and it's past your bedtime? Sure. Sure. Okay. We should have put you to bed then, huh? No. <laughs> no, stop trying to reach for the chocolate milk. You got to answer my questions. Oh, I want to stay up in, in, t- in, t- in till um, nighttime again. It is nighttime. No, the next night. What? That means you won't sleep. Okay. All right. I have a question for you. Do you remember? Um, it was a few years ago, so you're you're six now, and so you were little. But do you remember when Daddy four? <laughs> I think you were three ish. You were, um, or you may have just turned four. I don't remember. Yeah, you have just turned four. Um, do you remember when? Daddy used to go to work at Gateway Church? Kind of. Kind of? So, do you remember when he just started working from home? And he just started working just on his computer and he didn't have to go to work anymore? A little bit. A little bit? But now that's what he does, right? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Happy. (laughs) I need... I need more than just one word. Because we can see him at our house. And if he works at, at Gateway, we, don't, we can't see him. Yeah, it's nice to see him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, I have another question for you. Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like if you could pick anything... Anything that God put on, like, so is there something that God put? Can I put, do two things? Yeah. 
that God put on your heart that you're like, man, when you think about it, you're like, man, I would love to do this thing. A chef and a basketball player. What makes you want to be a chef? Because I like to cook. You're good at cooking. Thank you. And what makes you want to be a basketball player? Because I'm good at basketball player playing and I like basketball. Yeah. I think you could be an amazing basketball player because you're disciplined. Hey, okay, I have one more question. If our family, all six of us, like could do anything in this world for God, what do you what would you want our family to do together in this world for the Lord? Pray to God about our life. Pray to God about our life? That's good. Okay. I'm glad you're dreaming. Okay. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? If you do. I'm good. Okay. No. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Mom. Thanks for being on. You're welcome. You can drink your chocolate milk now. Thanks. Okay, bye. Thanks again for joining us this week on Intermission with the Mendos. We pray that this week you are inspired to dream big and to include God in the process. You are an influencer. You are a culture setter. You can do it. Go get them, cowboy. Why do you want to say go get them, cowboy? <laughs> it's making me laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, if you'd like to catch up on past episodes or contact us, you can reach us at themendos.com or you can follow us on Instagram at themendos. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Yeah.